Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast. Today, I've invited Matthew Wyad and Terry Henning to join me for a conversation about 365 projects. Both of these photographers have embarked on an epic year of photography, and I thought it would be amazing to hear from them because I'm really curious about why. Not only the why would someone do this to themselves, but how. So welcome, Matthew and Terry. Thank you. Hello. So before we get going, could you tell us, tell me, tell us a little bit about yourselves? Because I'm not sure if our audience would know who you guys are. So Matthew, want to go first? Sure. Um, I have only been doing toy photography for two or three years now, um, but I have a background in photography as a wedding photographer. So I've been taking photos of one type or another since I was a kid, starting with 35 millimeter, um, moving into digital when my parents got that, when it finally became affordable. And then, you know, trying to make a, a bit of a, not a career, but a hobby career out of it um, as a wedding photographer. And then I think toy photography I've kind of got into because I needed something to do while I wasn't, I guess something artistic and expressive that I could do uh, between things. I, I haven't done wedding photography for a few years as I've been working on other projects. I've been building a house, raising a family, and toy photography was kind of something I started doing to just to do something fun and fast. Okay, so uh, former wedding photographer, you needed a creative outlet, you've got several kids and you're building a house and you added toy photography on that just for fun? Well, toy photography is is a lot quicker to create artwork than like painting or drawing or <laughs> other more intense artistic endeavors. So yes, photography is my easy, quick creative outlet. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. Do you have an interest in drawing and painting? Yeah, yeah, I do. I've done some painting over the years um, and drawing. Um, I've even turned a couple of toy photos into drawings. Um, I posted them way back in my Instagram feed, but uh, I haven't done that in a year or two either. It's been a little while. Cool. I can I can see those influences in your in your work. So, thanks. Thanks for introducing yourself. All right, Terry. Okay, um, so I am a newbie with toy photography, but I would say I've been involved in photography in some way, probably since I was a kid. I, you know, I, I loved snapping pictures. Um, I always had a camera with me, certainly before cell phones made that easy for everyone. Um, I got into toy photography actually through the 365 because I... So I was thinking, you know, where are all these ideas going to come from? And how am I going to find something to to take a photo of every day where, you know, st the pandemic is still raging? I'm not really leaving my house. I don't have kids. I don't have pets. I don't have plants. So that's how I got into toy photography. My husband brought home um, kind of a matchbox size van that matched our camper van. And he said, here, you know, I know you talked about playing around with taking some photos to see if you could recreate some camping scenes. Um, here you go. I started doing that. That led to a couple camping Lego scene sets. And now, let's see, four months into the year, I am deep down the rabbit hole of toy photography. So, um, 
this 365 didn't start out that way. And and if you look at my days, it's like I took a couple in January and then like a couple more toward the end of January and February and March have all, and April have all been toy focused. So so you've kind of slid into our world accident. So it's kind of like just some weird backdoor Yes, I have long admired, you know, I've seen toy photographers work through the years. Um, I don't know if I knew it was an actual thing until I got involved. And gosh, yeah, it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So Matthew, that sounds kind of familiar, don't you think? That story? Sliding into it? Well, just the like taking your first photo and then putting it up on your media of choice platform and then go, whoa, there's other people doing this. In a way, yeah. I I knew other people were doing it before I started, but I didn't know how many. Um, I, I think I've mentioned to you, Shelly, in the past, uh, Tanaka Tatsuya, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Does miniatures. Um, I think I saw some of his be- probably a couple of years before I, I started. And I just always tucked it away in the back of my brain saying, that would be fun to do. Uh, and then once I had kids, obviously you start thinking more about toys. So um, I asked my family for all my old Lego back because they had appropriated it for their children and, uh, you know, work with whatever I had. And I think when I decided to do it, I went and bought the first Lego set I've ever bought as an adult uh, at Walmart and said, I'm going to take a picture of this because got to do something because I wasn't doing anything really creative at the time. I was, I was kind of stuck for time. And, you know, I, once I started seeing other people do it and searching the hashtags, then, then you kind of discover the community, um, especially through Lego photography, I guess, through Brick Central uh, was the big way. And uh, yeah, then it just took off from, from there. And once you realize there are other people who like it and there's an appetite for it, you know, you start wanting to share. Yeah, it's it, it. That is kind of like how it goes. You take, you connect with your childhood. You, you connect with a toy. Take a photo, put it up online, and then you discover the community. And next thing you know, you're like, "Wow, this is really fun." But how did you go from that though to three sixty five? So three sixty five project. I guess if so, if people really don't understand what that is, that's a committing to taking a photo a day for three hundred sixty five days. And taking it on that day and posting it on that day, so that's a that's quite a treadmill of photography. So what it, what attracted you to that? Who wants to take this on first? For me, it was I, I think hearing about other people's doing it for one, uh, and I kind of got curious about how it would feel. But I should I should put some background to it. This year is the first year in three years where I've had any kind of stability in, in living situation or anything like that because I've been working on building the house. Um, so this year, the goal overall, apart from photography, has been trying to be habit building. Uh, so I've been totally out of any kind of routine for three years. And uh, apart from photography, you know, exercise is a big thing. I've never exercised in my life. I'm trying to do that now because I'm I'm getting older and I got fat before I had kids. <laughs> so um, toy photography 365 was kind of an extension of that in that I just want to see if I can do it. I, I'm one who picks up hobbies and drops them in, in three weeks, you know, when I, when I get tired of them. So this year, the goal generally was just, can you sit down and 
set a goal that's as long as say a year and plug away at it and actually accomplish it. Uh, regardless of whether it's toy photography or anything else. But in this case, toy photography is one of the things that I decided I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to a year. Uh, I'm just going to try and do it and accomplish it because I'm awful at habits. <laughs> awful at them. So just sat down and decided this is going to happen. So for you, it's a consistency. Mm-hmm. What about you, Terry? There are lots of similarities, actually. Um, I looked at, you know, coming out of 2020, setting goals for 2021. I decided I wanted actually I'll back up 2020 allowed me the the or forced me into the space and time to you know slow down think about what I really wanted to do reinvest in the things that I love um writing photography and so approaching 2021 I was thinking okay this is the year I'm going to really focus on my photography and my writing and see where that goes. And so, you know, I think I was scrolling through Instagram and saw this um, photographer that I admire who was doing um, hosting kind of a year long community photographers mentorship called the documented heart. And it would be a community of like-minded souls who would commit to this mentorship and commit to a 365. So when I decided to join this, um, I didn't, you know, it was more lifestyle photography and thinking about capturing daily life, coming out of the pandemic, all of that. And then, you know, a couple of weeks in, it turned into toy photography. So I think like Matthew, it's building a habit for me and very similarly i pick up habits and drop them and lose interest and get bored quickly um but i think for me it's also the accountability piece you know to say doing a 365 we're on day 104 and that feels good to say you know we hit that 100 day mark and just 260 to go The other group that you started with, are you taking your images to that group still? Yes. So we meet virtually, um, you know, so it's kind of a blend of coaching and personal coaching, group coaching, and just community. And it's all women, um, which I don't know if that was the intention or not. But and most are lifestyle photographers. Many are wedding photographers, family photographers, who many have done the 365 um this is multiple years now and i think it's been a kick that i've just now when we share photos whether on instagram or we talk about our experience in the group i'm talking about toys and and other folks are talking about capturing their kids and you know remote schooling and depending on where they live being out in nature and i'm like yeah i took a picture of a lego and taking them camping this weekend and it's so it's been an absolute kick. Terry, do you like being the fish out of water? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, so consistency and accountability. That's that's what I heard from that. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew? Yeah, that's a big part of it. Consistency, accountability, like those are the habit forming things. Um, I, I also have some some curiosities that, that came up in my mind last year and listening to other people about their projects as well. Uh, for one, I counted all the pictures that I took last year and I think I took 200 something photos, 
last year, um, counting back through Instagram. And I wasn't really trying, but I mean, we had COVID, so there was lots of time and I think it just kind of happened. Um, so that kind of got me thinking that it was possible if, you know, if I wasn't really thinking about it that hard, but I could set up a couple hundred scenes during a year, you know, another 165 didn't seem too bad if I was actually committed to it. But then I also heard some people talk about, uh, burnout kind of by the end of the year and feeling exhausted and not really wanting to, you know, take photos for, for a couple of months, you know, afterwards. And I understood that from my wedding photography because I, I get like, I got like that. And it's one of the reasons why I stopped doing it for a while was just, there's such this putting so much energy into hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos, um, is exhausting. And at the end of it, you never want to touch another picture again. So part of my curiosity with this project is, can I do 365 days of photography, take a picture every day and at the end of it, come out, not sick of it. That was kind of the goal. That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. I wanted to see if I could uh, be happy with photography at the end of it, uh, rather than be absolutely sick and done with taking pictures or looking at them on a screen anymore. Honestly, hearing you say that scares me to death. Like, why? Why would you? Literally, I mean, it feels like you just put a gun to your head. It's like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and I'm either gonna kill off my love of photography, or I'm gonna embrace it even more. Yeah. Yeah. I like doing stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you learn about yourself unless you, you, you try, <laughs> you come up with a question and, and you see, do I like this? I mean, is this going to work for me? And you never really know, I guess, until you try it. And, you know, intellectually, I, I know that even if I get sick of it for a little while, it's not like I'm going to get sick of photography for the rest of my life. Um, so it's an interesting experiment like that. And there's not really a, a huge risk. Um, I, I've quit photography for, you know, a, a year or two at a time in the past and, and come back to it, still loving it. And toy photography is a hobby that for some reason has stuck for three years when so many others have become tiring and I've moved on from them. So, you know, of, of all the things to try, it seemed like a pretty safe, uh, a safe bet to go with. So you feel like there's only one bullet in that chamber? No, there's no bullets. It's just like, we're, Worst case scenario, I, I, I don't take pictures for a couple of months. I'm hoping I, I can avoid that. And, and I think that's kind of the goal is with this whole idea of trying to form habits and consistency in your life, um, trying to do that in a way that you don't burn yourself out. And, and that's, you know, a, a life thing generally. And, and I don't see why it can't be applied to, to creative energy as well. Oh, no, I absolutely 100% agree. And then you did mention one of your inspirations was Tanaka, who does the literally photo a day and what what year is he on i i've, I've lost track i mean it's like multi-year and, and he seems to just keep chugging along so there are definitely and i i have seen other 365 projects that have morphed into multi-year four five seven and so there definitely is something about what you say the consistency and not to be afraid of it but but where does the inspiration come from on a day-to-day -day basis? This is where it's, it's I'm finding a, a lot of differences from past experiences. So two years ago, I did a 100-day challenge. And, and I just decided, okay, I could do 100 days. And I purpose, that's three months. I purposely did it over the summer. Uh, we were doing a big road trip. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And it was, it was, for the most part, it was easy. You know, summer was great. I was outside and 
you know, we were traveling. And then last year, I decided when our state went into um, stay at home guidelines or orders, I was going to capture every day, just a photo. And there were that became, well, one, I had no idea it was going to stretch to almost 100 days. And I thought it was just going to be a couple weeks. So when I started this in March, it's like, okay, you know, I'll just, here's what I'm doing in kind of our lockdown. And I have to say in both those experiences, I I was really searching for something to take a photo of. You know, it's like, oh, okay, another picture of me baking banana bread or another another walk, you know, yep, same sights. And this time, you know, I'm past that 100-day mark. And I think because I'm creating something every day to then take a photo of, you know, I think the creation has become the focus and the photo has become not an afterthought, but isn't driving my day. So, so I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to build today? Or what do I want to see what I can come up with? And, and then, okay, I'll take a photo of it. So that's a very different approach for me, I think, based on the other two experiences. And I think part of your question was, where do you find the ideas? And this, I have not run out of ideas. If anything, I, I have to make sure I write them down somewhere so that if there is a day that I don't know what to take a photo of, I can go back to my list. But I also stumbled on um, the National Day calendar, which has been an absolute trip it's just you know every day is something so for example today is national gardening day and national look at the sky day so i haven't taken my photo yet but it's going to be something related to that yesterday was national scrabble day so i had cookie monster and ernie from the lego sesame street we're playing scrabble together so i think sometimes it's just tapping into the whimsy, tapping into the the sights and scenes. And and to be honest, I'm not doing a whole lot outdoors with um yet. You know, it's been winter in New England. We're still fighting the pandemic. And so this is giving me it you know, an outlet for creativity, um, and to just truly create, both first in the build or in the design, and then to create with my camera. Awesome. Those calendars are are a really good resource for people who just don't know where to go. But don't forget the the pop culture calendar and all those days. And you will want to plan ahead for May the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. Star I totally Wars. forgot about that. It's coming, isn't it? <laughs> I know it's right around the corner. What I, I can't do? believe all the I can't believe all the different days that you came up with last year. What was the other one? Uh, International Nutella Day. That was fun. That was that was uh, right before. That was February. Yeah, that was fun. That was the first time I really started thinking about odd days of the year. Well, if you're interested, this weekend, Animal Crackers Day. So that is going <laughs> to be fun. Those, those I have lots of in the house. Yes. I have to go buy them. Um, and that's the other thing. <laughs> I have to There's a never-ending <laughs> supply of goldfish in our house. I was going to say, is there a goldfish day? Because we need definitely International <laughs> Goldfish Day. I already, the, I, honestly, I hear goldfish day and I'm like, the ideas just came spinning out. That would be like, especially with those new dolphins that came out with the last series of collectible minifigs. So now mm -hmm. we've got two different colors of dolphins, yeah, and the gold mixed with the goldfish, maybe with a shark coming along. 
I'm sorry. Oh, there's so there's so many. Well, I mean, you you had all the the aquatic figures last year. I love the rays that came out in that little poly bag set, the little spotted rays. Yeah, those are beautiful. The the thing is with with toys, there are there is an almost an infinite variety of toys, and that brings us to the whole other issue of toy photography collecting. Like there's no shortage of it. Actually, I forgot to mention that was one of the that was part of the 365. Uh, my inspiration for starting it was I was trying to see if I could take pictures of all my toys. I put a moratorium on buying toys for a year, and said, "Can I actually take pictures of all the toys that I own that I've accumulated over two years?" So there there are so many toys that we have. Um, if you pick one up and you start playing with it, something happens. Uh, eventually, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of days where I'm sitting there and I honestly don't get to take a picture until nine o'clock at night because I'm working and there's kids and there's diapers and, and all that. And you don't really get to think about it until nine o'clock at night. And then I don't want to take a picture. I have no ideas in my brain. And, you know, you just commit to sit down and you pick up toys and you look at them and you sit them in front and you start taking pictures. And I got to thinking it's, it's actually a lot like what I used to do with wedding photography because I never really got to choose my subjects with wedding photography. You just get thrown whoever hires you. Uh, your location, you have a little bit of choice, but for the most part you get thrown a location that they choose uh, and you kind of have to work with it. And so, you know, impromptu toy photography is a lot like that. You just, you pick up toys, you work with what situation you have, you start taking pictures of them, you see if it's working, you move them a little bit. And then, you know, within five minutes or so, you start coming up with ideas and like start thinking about stories about what the character's doing or whatever. But it just takes sitting down, taking the pictures and trying to focus a little bit maybe on, for me anyway, just the aesthetic quality. You can take a pretty picture of the figure, then ideas start to flow. Uh, and, and, you know, some days you don't even need to take really mind-blowing pictures. You just need to take a picture. So if you can take that pressure off, the inspiration isn't so hard. You can just, you can, I've heard people say, I can always take a portrait if I really need to. So if you sit down and try and take portraits for 10 minutes, eventually something else pops out. So inspiration comes just through getting down and doing it. You, you bring up so much in that, Matthew. One of them uh, I wanted to circle back to was the new toys. So you've actually made a conscious choice not to buy toys to jumpstart your creativity and just going back to what you have. I find that really admirable, actually. With, with one small exception, okay. I, I, have, I have allowed myself to buy Hot Wheels this year because my sons love Hot Wheels. So I can justify it because it's toys for them. Uh, but I've started shooting Hot Wheels for the first time this year and I do like them, but part of it was a money-saving thing and they only cost like 87 cents a piece. So, uh, I, I'm okay with, you know, a, a Hot Wheels car every week or two. <laughs> Auto toy photography is a whole nother genre and there are some, so many beautiful photos that can be done. So I think you've got a lot to play with there. Um, and the other one was when you're just talking about just sitting down and playing, I think that we don't do that enough to, for inspiration. It's literally just gather whatever you're into at the moment around you and just and playing with it and just seeing what bubbles up. My whole approach to creativity generally was changed a little bit a few years ago. Um, there was a Netflix series called Abstract. I don't know if you've seen it at all. 
Um, but the very first episode, I, I haven't got too far into the series, uh, and I and I don't have Netflix anymore, so I can't. But I watched the first couple episodes. The first episode was really changing for me. It was an, uh, a focus on his name is Christoph Niemann. He's a cartoonist. Uh, he does a lot of work for the New Yorker magazine, and it was kind of a diving into his mind and how he deals with the creative process. And one of the things that we all know, but it was just nice to see it iterated clearly was if you do it for work, you just have to sit down and do it. And he said, I, how do I get inspiration? How do I work? He, he goes to his, his studio that he keeps separate from his house. He sits down at a desk and he starts drawing and he just draws. And, you know, that's his thing. He has to work. So he draws and he draws and he draws and, and stuff comes out. And, and it's not all good. It's not all going to be published in the New Yorker magazine. But um, you have to be working for things to come out. And if you have to do it professionally, then you really have to work. It's not just about waiting for lightning to strike. It's about sitting down and doing the work. And that's a big part of creativity. It's, it's just... And that's what play is, you know, I mean, that's what we're talking about. It's, it's sitting down and doing things without thinking of the consequence of, of whether you get it done or not or what it is. And that's when things start to happen. When you just sit down, do the work, things start popping out when you're not worrying about when or, or, or if you're going to ever get anything. That, that's so true, because I think a lot of people tend to self-edit too much and are too worried about what the final result is rather than just trying it. Just trying it. See what happens. What do you think, Terry? You're nodding, so. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so much of what Matthew said that uh, I agree with. And and I think because I've spent most of my career as a, as a high school English teacher, this in so many ways is uh, you're laughing. This is, this is how es- well. It's, this is how essays are made. Absolutely, essays, essays just... don't. Oh, essays are never inspired. You just <laughs> you just sit down, you sit down and write them, Start and you writing, write. Things come out. And yeah. I would have students say, "Well, what do I write about?" I'm like. I don't know, just start writing. And most of the time, what they start with is not where they actually end up starting. You know, they'll they'll write a page and I said, okay, you're going to start here. And they're like, but I already wrote this page. It's like, but you're going to, you're going to delete that because you're going to start here, which is really where you kind of kicked into gear and started. And I feel the same way. You know, I feel as though, I feel like I'm that student that I used to say that to because it might be the 13th photo I've taken. I'll just shoot and tweak and play around. And maybe the first one works very rarely. Um, and then maybe it's the next one. But I think Matthew's right on it. You just, you play and you sit down. And I can't tell you the number of times I thought, gosh, if I were still in the classroom, I would be incorporating play to, you know, I used to draw as a way to get my ideas going. Um I'm a doodler, you know, during meetings and such. And so this is just another manifestation of my process. You know, it's messy. Um, I make a mess every day when I'm building or creating a scene. And then I just see what happens. And, and, you know, I might take 20 photos. I might take four. um, And then I'll look at them and, and go from there. But I'm purposely trying not to aim for any kind of level of perfection or expertise it's right now it's it's joy you know it's and then to see what happens and and i think in in doing that in in not really having a conceived idea of exactly what you're going to end up with uh, the thing that i found very helpful is just copying other people 
there's so many other toy photographers that do great work. And I think there's also a fear of uh, stepping out of a brand that you've created or a style. And, and people want to have a style that their feed looks like. And they're afraid that if their style changes, then, you know, people won't appreciate it so much anymore. And um, I've tried to stay away from that. Uh, in, in part, I think all the hobbies that I've come up with all my life, I, I've always tried to mix and match whatever is is going on. Uh, and, and I've had a very, very hard time defining what I do because I like all sorts of different hobbies. And I think that comes across in the photography too. I don't have a thing that I do really. And, and I think that helps with the inspiration because I'm, I'm open to taking, I'm open to copying people and I'm not ashamed to do it either. I'm quite happy to, because I frankly don't know what, I don't know what my style is particularly. I mean, I can kind of look at it and say, you know, I kind of do this a lot, but um, I get excited when I stop doing that and I do something else for a while. And I, I think that's really important to a challenge like this because goodness, if I did the same, you know, one figure, you know, even only Lego, I don't even think I could stick to only Lego. If I had to do only Lego, I, I'd also give up pretty quick but I, I have a broader mix of toys I, I couldn't do it if I didn't have diversity and that's the only reason I can stick with toy photography for so long I think is because I it has enough diversity to keep my attention so there's room to play there and if you're not you know moving into new territory then I I, I don't know what you're doing creatively <laughs> I don't know how Power to people, I guess, who can who can do the same thing forever and ever and ever. I guess that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build habits and do the same thing. So what am I saying? I shouldn't criticize. <laughs> They've already got it figured out. So, but this is how I'm easing into it and trying to get there. But you're so right because think about it. We tell we tell students who are learning to to become writers, you know, read the people, read certain people, and then start writing their sentences out. Get a feel for their language. We say that when we're learning how to paint, you know repaint a masterpiece or or something you love or we look at a drawing so that we can then draw it that's no different you know you're looking at masters and I too don't know if I've found a style but I also don't want to you know I exactly I, yeah, I, I've kind of come to terms that yeah mm -hmm. I don't want a specific style because I think I would start to get bored with it and then I would yes. move on to a different hobby yeah. right Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I, this, I didn't is, have... this is a, this is photography generally. I'm not speaking just about yes. toy photography. I think, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's hard. I think, you know, you look at social media and you almost feel pressure to drill down and niche down and everything in media is about finding your niche. And it's like, but I like this and this and this. Um, and because I didn't have toys before I started this, I will say having a beginner's mind, a uh, beginner's mindset is awesome, but then there's always like, oh, I need that set because I need that photo that I have in my mind. And because I, I didn't, I don't have a collection to pull from yet, but I'm getting there quickly. Yet. Yes. <laughs> I, I think you need that, that diversity though, to be happy. And I, I do, I know this is getting into territory beyond 365, but uh, there are, I, I hear a lot of people complaining about the, the algorithm in Instagram and and part of it is because, I don't know, they're thinking about a following or getting their picture seen. But if you kind of cut all that out and just think about it as producing stuff and posting stuff and, and, and whatever happens, happens, 
um, then it, it eventually does become more about you and what you like. And I've struggled with that too because I, I want people to see my things. Um, I like it when people like my things. It feels good when people say good things about my things. Um, but also the anxiety that comes with that doesn't feel good. So I've enjoyed the 365 project so far because I think I've been posting so regularly that, that I, I haven't really had time to think about that quite as much as if I post like one picture every three or four days. And then I wonder how you're going to get a res what kind of response. I don't have time for that. Like I, I got to post a picture today and I got to post a picture tomorrow. And then whatever didn't happen yesterday is, is gone very quickly. Uh, because you're on to the next thing and in that respect I think it's actually changed my my feelings about social media too and what it's for um, and and how I psychologically relate to it because I, I found in the last couple of weeks I've pretty much ditched the whole idea of hashtags and I don't even they kind of went away I got tired of like inputting them <laughs> so I stopped doing it and it hasn't really changed anything um, the same 10 people on Instagram that I kind of really care about still like the pictures and talk about it and the other you know 400 people who don't do anything don't still don't do anything so it, it's kind of help in that respect just settling down and focusing on posting work rather than uh, thinking about how social media affects that work what an awesome byproduct of this really so Matthew, i'm going to come back to you but terry what have you learned from this 365 posting every day so it didn't start out with me posting every day. The 365 was just kind of my thing. I had a section on my blog about it, but my blog is a little bit of everything. It's it's travel, exploration. During the pandemic, it was what I was reading. And so it's just one more thing that it was like, oh, I'll just add my 365 to my, to my website. And then I started posting just a few pictures back in January of like, oh, this is what I've been doing playing around and, and on my personal, you know, Facebook page and, and friends responded really positively. And then I started posting to Instagram and I, my Instagram handle, that's where I think I got too much into my head, you know, what should I call myself? And my Instagram handle had matched my website, but that was more like camping and outdoor stuff. So then posting these photos of Lego didn't really match. So I think, I think like Matthew, I've stopped caring so much. I've transitioned to just green hen photography, which is a combination of my names. And I still have a personal Instagram. And so I think right now it's, you can get paralyzed with or by the social media, by the expectations, by how you feel you should be producing on social media. And now I take a photo, I post it. If I have service, you know, my, last weekend, it was National Unicorn Day on Saturday. I took Unicorn Girl camping with me, but I didn't have service. So, you know, I took the photo, but I posted it when I had service the next day. Um, but for me, it's it's less about the post. I have a very small following. I, I'm at like 185, I think. And that's exciting because in January, I think it was 75 people. Um, I So I don't know what it feels like to have 4,000 followers who are hanging on my every photo. Um, but are they really hanging on your right. every photo? I mean, this, that's is, a great this point. is it, you know. I've never had that many either, but I even know with, I think I have 500 people that follow me. I There's certainly not 500 people hanging on my every photo. Like I said, I, I think mm -hmm. there's probably about 10 or 15 people 
that we all get that end up being kind of friends and they care and, and everybody else is kind of sidelined that they're there but so the 365 really sounds like what i'm hearing is hones the why of what's really really important about being a creative it's about the play it's about the creation process the process of creating and everything else just falls away because you're so focused on just doing it you don't have time for external validation whatever that even means well it's not that you don't have time i mean you do have time and it does come into it you still want people to like your pictures and so uh, i i think i have actually let more pictures go uh, because i'm trying to take more photos than than i usually i did in the past um, so there's even a bit of a bump in, in, in quality there, but at the same time, when you run into a wall and you don't feel like doing something, you, you know that you're going to take another picture tomorrow and, and you're going to take another picture the next day. And so posting something mediocre isn't quite so scary. <laughs> and, and that comes with, you know, living up to a commitment that you made to yourself. Cause I mean, really Terry doesn't care and Shelly doesn't care if I really finish my 365, it's not going to impact you guys. Um, if I miss a day and if I miss a day, it's kind of annoying to me. I, I, I would like to be able to look back and say, I, I, I followed through with a commitment, which is, I think a more important thing than, than even the creativity. It's, you know, if you want to do a 365, great. But I mean, if you're doing it just to produce work, you don't need to do a 365, go and go and do work. You know, a 365 is more of a personal commitment to, to, a, I don't know, training, uh, an idea, uh, who knows? Um, but it's not just about the work. It's, it's about, it's about something you've, you've decided to do for yourself. I don't think you could separate though. I mean, like, I really appreciate what you're saying. I, I think it's very valid about personal commitment to yourself, setting a goal and following through, but I don't think you can separate out what's going to happen to you along the road. And even though it's not about getting better, I just can't imagine that you can take 365 photos in a year. And if you're concentrating on the creative process, that things are not going to change. Oh, absolutely. I think any time you devote yourself to a habit, whether it's writing every day or exercising every day, you know, if I said I'm going to walk outside every day and the first day I just walk down to the mailbox and then the next day I go a little bit further, I would imagine in 365 days I'm walking miles upon miles we know we know that you will just get better because you're building a habit and strengthening muscles you didn't know you had and there's also this rush of well I did I did a mile today maybe I can do a mile and a half tomorrow and and I feel that way taking the photos you know I I love looking through people's bodies of work to see oh scroll back you know years and you see how the lighting has improved from when they began or the creativity or the backgrounds. Um, I know I'm getting better, even though I'm not saying today I wanna focus on improving my lighting, but I know I'm improving my lighting by virtue of taking a photo every day at random times and doing different setups and playing with lights. So yeah, I don't think you, I don't know where we'll end up at the end of 365 but i i think it's going to be transformative because i think it already has been that is true and it is just a matter of exercise i mean exercise is another one of the things i'm trying to do this year so i, I get that um 
you will just develop skill. Mm-hmm. You know, even even if it's in small ways, it, it will happen for sure. And one thing I would just say, I am purposely not really spending a lot of time, if any, editing and processing. You know, for the most part, I'm posting a straight out of the camera JPEG and I'll shoot in RAW and JPEG, but I I look at the JPEGs like that's all I look at on the computer. And then if if I really want to use one that it's like, oh, the exposure was off, I might then pull in the raw and f- bump up the exposure. I might crop. But for the most part, that is not where I want to spend my time. Um, I'm not someone who who wants to master editing. So so to me, I think I'm improving just because I'm lazy when it comes to editing. Like I want to get it. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. I, I started doing um, every fall trying to spend one month of the year shooting film. Um, mm. And that has started me t- to try and think about that in the way I shoot digitally as well. And the whole 365 has kind of thrown that up. We're shooting so much that uh, I, I don't mind playing around with other stuff. It's been a lot of fun. But you're right. I, I think, uh, and I actually wrote that down in my notes. I forgot about that. One of the goals this year was to try and just get comfortable with light. Just shoot and, and shoot enough that I get comfortable with exposure without thinking about, uh, without really relying on meters. Because I, I want to get more into film in, in the future. And, and part of this was, can you shoot every day uh, to the point where it's like, okay, I'm in, I'm inside, but I'm kind of, you know, 10 feet away from a window and it's kind of light out. So just kind of do the balancing and figure out intuitively where you are. And you're right, that doesn't happen without just shooting, 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 constantly doing it. So yeah, it's good. It's neat to hear someone else doing that too. And uh, you know, Shelly, I've tried to get you to do the whole one and done thing. Spend a month, just <laughs> one picture, one click. No editing, yeah. no multiple shots. Try it out. Terry Matthews <laughs> always trying to get me to break outside of my box. He's like, oh, he's like, just, just, just do it. Just play. Just play. I, I get these little DMs from the behind the scene poking at me. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't worked, has it, Matthew? I, I, only, I, I only poke at people who, who I, have, I have great respect for. That's all. If I didn't think you, you, you had it in you, I wouldn't poke at you at all. I no, I appreciate it. You keep poking at me. It's it's good. Poke me out of my out of my um, my box of of uh, my style that I seem to have set myself into. So yeah, go right ahead. But I just want you to point out that you definitely have a style. You may not have realized it yet, but it's there and it is developing quickly. It'll be interesting to see what your guys's photos look like, looking at the beginning, at the end, and where the growth has been. I find that when you have this many pictures, um, you tend to see styles shift within a week or two. I I tend to find I go through a week or two weeks of of a style and then it kind of moves into something else or or one color kind of comes in strong for, for a couple of weeks and then it shifts out. So I think that's one of the more interesting things is to look at the whole uh, the, the whole set of pictures in order and see how it blends from one style to the next and where it changed because I mean our monthly challenges on MeWe do help that because I mean you start thinking differently when you have a specific challenge you're focusing on but still I mean I don't know about you Terry but sometimes it's like I just feel like using a particular lens I haven't used this lens in a while uh, I'm going to use this for a few days and and that kind of changes the way that you approach shooting so to see that whole list of or, or a set of photos in the end is going to be interesting just to see, oh yeah, I was really stuck on the, 
extreme macro for a few days there. I really like that. And then moved on to something else. Like, oh, that's when I bought that lens. Didn't have that before. So you see styles change depending on, on what you, what you feel like playing with, even in terms of equipment. The photos that you took of the mouse guard figures where you said you had just put your finger in front of the lens. Yeah. Those, I mean, honestly, Matthew, there's not much that will stop me in my track when I'm running through Instagram, but those, both on MeWe and it literally stopped me in my tracks. They're so beautiful. I've just been doing this. Okay, so you can, because this is audio. This is audio, nobody can see that. (laughs) I'm holding, I'm I'm holding a camera. Uh, I basically take my index finger and my middle finger and do a peace sign and put it in front of the lens and kind of squeeze it in and out, making a narrower or wider V. And it affects the bokeh shape. I I played with different bokeh shapes. Uh, Square was kind of fun. But then I started doing this as kind of just a a very organic way of of creating different shapes. And I really like the streaks. It's become my favorite thing. It creates... You can actually fake motion with it really well because it looks like motion blur with, with linear streaks. And change the angle of it, depending on the way your fingers go. But, uh, yeah finger bokeh photography it's kind of fun we'll definitely put those up on the blog when the when the this uh is published on the blog and a couple of those images but i think that's what happens i mean correct me i'm wrong i've never done a 365 and i will never do it yet never (laughs) yet (laughs) but i would imagine that that's some of the discovery that happens is that kind of just pushing you to the limits of your creativity just because of that dead that deadline of every day there's just so many things to do, though. I find you forget, you know, techniques. You forget to use them. There's so many different things you can do with a camera. When you're in the moment, it's hard to remember all of them. And it's funny how sometimes one technique pops into your brain and you're like, oh, I'm going to try it. I forgot double exposures. I haven't shot double exposures for years and years and years. And then I was kind of bored and like, I should shoot a double exposure because I brought my DSLR out and I can do that now. So <laughs> I should say I... I used to shoot almost exclusively on my cell phone. And one of the reasons I started uh, the 365 again was because I started bringing my DSLR out for the first time in years. It's just been sitting in storage. Um, but yeah, uh, if you come up, you do come up with new things, but then you forget them just as quickly. I'm finding that I'm really pleasantly surprised uh... I I mentioned how last weekend we went camping for the first time this season. We had just one of those glorious spring, early summer weekends. And I had, of course, I packed a bunch of minifigures. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But I'm like, we're going to have a waterfront site. You know, I can bring like the mermaid uh, video person and holding a surfboard. And I'll do these like mashups. Well, I put them on a log that was situated in front of the campfire. And the campfire created just the most amazing backdrop that I'm like, ooh, okay, who do I have to bring next time? Because I can, you know, I ended up taking the pizza guy out of my um, collection and holding a pizza and it looks like it's coming right out of the brick oven. But I never would have imagined that, oh, let's see how the campfire works. And that's what's also really fun. It's seeing how... um, how the natural elements, you know, once I, I'm bringing these things outside and seeing and playing around and, you know, I'm excited to see how much more I can push this because I'm, I'm just pleasantly surprised. What do you want to take away from this other than still your love of photography? Earlier we were talking about 
yeah, I, I do want to get more comfortable just shooting photos, uh, being comfortable with the techniques. Um, it's funny, I've, I've learned more about posing people in the last three years from toy photography than I did of like eight years of wedding photography before that. Um, people, people give you so much uh, just because they're people. They, they stand, they give you personality. Uh, they don't think about it. They just do it. Toys don't do that and you have to make it happen. So, I mean, there's always that. Um, I, I'm not really big into like action posing for Star Wars figures as we've had conversations before. But uh, the other day I actually brought one out and just started playing with it and said, I'm going to try and do it. And I failed miserably and I didn't end up using any of the pictures. But things like that. It's just... If you have the time and you've committed to taking a picture, and, and as me, I've tried to commit to taking pictures of, of all the toys that I have, you got to try and make them work. And so you learn how to use what's in front of you, that's all. I, I just want to keep learning how to use what's in front of me and be more adaptable than I was last year. That's a great goal. What about you, Terry? I would certainly echo all of that, but also maybe add, I'd like a year from now or seven months from now, kind of look back and say this is what it felt like to be creating or crafting a life where creativity is at a focus um, or at the focus and I think the commitment is teaching me that it's it's so easy to not invest in your creativity or your creative growth and I think if I hadn't committed to a 365 I would let the days pile up and and it's I think we all have and then you forget like oh shoot what do I want my aperture set at what I can't remember even what ISO is you know you get rusty and I think this is what it feels like to be creative every day this is what it looks like and some days are better than others but I think the 365 is just the vehicle um, that's allowing me to do all this I don't think it's the end-all be-all it's the vehicle that makes me so happy. But I say that and I'm very curious why you said you would never do it. Oh, the pressure would kill me. Oh my God, I would but buckle who, under the pressure. Who's pressure? This is, this is one of the goals though that I, I think that I wanted through this is to just be able to take pictures and know that uh, you can throw anything out there. You can throw anything out there and tomorrow is another day. Exactly. Because you have 365 chances. When we started the Surrealist Challenge last month, the first picture that I did, I was like, I'm going to try and make the ugliest, dullest looking picture I can possibly do of garbage looking minifigures. And it's just, it's going to be ugly. The, the colors, the editing, it's all going to be ugly. And I'm going to put it out there. Because <laughs> I was feeling very, very much more data than Surrealist at the beginning of the challenge. I was feeling really grumpy at the beginning of the month. So anyway, <laughs> <I wanted. laughs> but yeah, surprisingly, people didn't hate it. Um, I, I went, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to see how many followers I can lose this month by posting weird, ugly looking stuff. It didn't work. You have such a creative month for you, Matthew. I think you and surrealism is really match made in heaven. Well, I have to try and lose followers another month somehow. But, <laughs> but, but that was part of the exercise was like just throw stuff out there and and see what sticks and and even with the challenge i mean i i there was a lot of days where i i took pictures because and i didn't know what they were going to be and you guys ended up liking them and i was surprised the giraffe the giraffe car picture you guys just talked about it was like 
I had nothing. And I had a giraffe and a car in my hand and I took a picture on my on my wood floor in the middle of the living room and I, I was I, I could not believe how much people liked it. It was it was just a filler picture for the day. So you never so you you never know what's going to work and and, and you will never know unless you put it out there. Um, so if you just Absolutely. throw every if you just throw everything you have out there, um, whatever it is, whether you think it looks well, like, you know, a spaceman standing in a puddle of pee, which is <laughs> that, that picture of the first of the month. <laughs> Somehow people still liked it. It didn't, re it wasn't any worse than any other picture I posted that month in terms of what people appreciate. So it, I think that's one of the things I'm coming away with with this is, is I always believe that you can post whatever you want and it won't be the end of the world. And this is just kind of proving it out. You can post anything. It can look like nothing and it can still... Well, I mean, the world isn't ending. No, I don't have 10,000 followers, but no, the world isn't ending either. And people that I do care about still hang around. And Shelly, I would say there's really no pressure. I mean, think about all the things you do every day. And, okay, you brush your teeth every day. I bet there are days and nights when you go to bed <laughs> you don't really want to. And you're like, oh, it'd be so much easier to just crawl into bed without brushing my teeth. There's so many days it'd be so much easier to just crawl into bed without taking the photo. But you do it every day. And so, and then you post it. Sorry, that's and then the you other post thing. It. And then you post it, whatever or it is. Or you don't. I mean, because I'm not doing this to prove anything to anyone. You know, if someone counts up and they're like, "Oh, she came up with 361," that I don't care. Um, I haven't missed a day, but I don't want to miss a day. And so you're just building, you're flexing that muscle. So if you feel pressure, I mean, I would kind of ask where that's coming from. Yeah, I don't want to miss a day. And the longer I go forth without missing a day, the harder it's going to be if I do miss a day. This but, comes to your last question. Yeah, so, I was yeah. thinking about that too. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been easier had I missed a day like in January so that, you know, okay, life goes on. <laughs> and I know life goes on, but I will be devastated if I miss a day. But I can't imagine missing a day. It's like I get up and breathe every day. I brush my teeth every day. I take a photo every day. 100 days in, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. I think I think after 104. Jan well, okay, yeah, <laughs> I, after after Jan January because I was like, okay, 30 days Ant-Man, a lot of fun. Uh really was a good kickstart. And then after that I'm like, man, there's that's like 10% of the year. That was a lot. Uh, <laughs> 100 days in, I'm like, okay, that's just got to do that three more times. It's not so bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're right. The longer you go, the the less you want to screw up. Mm -hmm. I just want you guys to come out of the other, uh, the other end of this still loving what you do. I've just seen too many people who have done this who have crashed and burned on the other side and never picked up a camera. That is precisely why, as we we're saying, if you get if you can this, I had to do this too. If you can get over the fact that you can post anything, then it takes the pressure off. That's all, and and people will not start hating you. You might lose four or five followers, you know, every couple of weeks for something that you do. But those people really didn't care about your work. Yeah, followers are not where it's at. So that's the worst thing that's going to happen. If you post a, a, a boring picture and three people that didn't really care about your stuff that much anyway left, that's the very worst thing that can happen. So if you do that, then suddenly there's a little, little bit less pressure and, and I don't feel quite so pressured to be 
you know, mind-blowingly, amazingly creative for every single day of the year. I don't have to do that. You know, if I take 300 pictures and, and 10 of them end up being really cool and I want to do something with them, that's great. You know, it's, it's totally unrealistic to think that I can do 365 pictures and they're all going to sell. <laughs> that, that's true. It's just 365 images. It doesn't have to be 365 amazing nope. images. Correct. Yeah, that's right. I have, you just show up. Just, just yes. Just show up. You just yep. show up. I think I kind of know where you guys would an answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, which is, um, what advice would you give to anyone contemplating a project like this for themselves? Do or do not. There is no try. Oh. <laughs> you just had to, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I had that one prepared. <laughs> what about you, Terry? I would absolutely say go for it. You know, there are so many things that you can tell yourself, convince yourself, too much pressure, I can't do it every day, I don't have the time. You can carve out five minutes to take a shot, whether it's your phone, your camera, whatever. And I think you, I, I would say do it because you're going to surprise yourself. And, you know, don't do it to prove something. Do it to discover something. And and that's, to me, you know, maybe the reason why I do everything. I, I'm just really curious. And you never know where you're going to end up. When I started this, I had no idea I was going to become obsessed with toys. No idea. <laughs> I thought I was just going to take photos of, like, the two plants we, we own um, that my husband waters. You know, I'm not even invested in those. And or what I was making for dinner. And now, 104 days in, I can't imagine my life differently. That's beautiful. Have we convinced you? <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean- Yet. Well, I mean, I live the creative life every day. I really am a very lucky person. So I, but I, I, I am considering the challenge of maybe down the road but i yeah but you could even start you know i think for people who are daunted by 365 i was two years ago i said i could do 100 days and then i carved out 100 days and i was very specific about which 100 days they were going to be in the summer um you could say i'm going to do a month and i think once you get started it's addicting you know it's like it's like working out every day which i haven't done in months but i'm sure that i will once i start it's just about starting and then you feel good and you want to feel that way again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And then you're shocked that suddenly you signed up to do a marathon, you know? There you go. Just do it. Oh, was that Matthew? There's no try. Yeah, I think it's Yoda. Something like that. Yeah. Not not very good at my, my <laughs> Star Wars lines. Well, guys, this has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. Um, obviously, there are, if you embark on a 365 and you do it with a creativity as your intent not a goal of a photo a day but just bringing creativity in your life the ideas will flow i think that was the message i got from this any final words i will say being a newbie i would love to hear you know if people are listening to this or if they read on the blog i am thinking about like what sets do i want like what provides the best photo opportunities i'd love to hear what folks say you know what which figures which sets um what brings the most photographic joy to to folks um but that's a selfish 
reason? Uh, I'll give you a quick answer to that for me that, that I found is uh, the most generic looking toy you can find has has the most legs. So my, my favorite toy that I have, I'm not into Marvel figures very much, but I have a Tony Stark uh, Marvel figure in a suit. He's just a man in a suit. So from any angle except like right on his face, he just looks like a guy in a suit. He can do anything. Uh, uh, generic spaceman. Generic spaceman and uh, Tony Stark in a suit. My two favorite toys because they can work in just about any situation. So go, not, not specific toys with specific to stories. Just go with something as generic and bland as possible. And then see what you can do with it. I love that. That's a, a whole nother podcast just on storytelling. Yeah. I would say to, to people as a final word, if you're not going to do a 365, or if you're even considering doing a 365, just do something different. Try, try and do something that you didn't do last year. Look at what you do and then look at what other people do. And then if you see that it's different, try something that someone else does. Because I think you will have a hard time with a 365 if you can't uh, break out of whatever it is that you do. Um, so I think that's a good starting point. Um, start looking at what people do and see if you can do something different. If you can do something different, then you can probably, you know, carry on long term. That's both really good advice. Start small, 30, 60, 90 days, just a small, so you flex your muscles do a little training and then also look around and see how you can bring other people's ideas into what you're doing and don't put yourself in a box because this is all about exploration and new ground, breaking new ground and new directions. Absolutely fascinating conversation, Terry, Matthew. Thank you for joining me on the Toy Photographers Podcast. And uh, I hope uh, you listeners will help us spread the word and tell your friends about us, maybe rate us uh, wherever you subscribe. And until next time, uh, enjoy those toys and we'll see you online. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photo Blog, or on Instagram, at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening. This is so much better than by text.